Welcome. We got four game NBA slate on Sunday. It's nice that we have good size contests because there's no football. So normal size contests on Sunday, usually with NFL going on, uh, we get like very small contests on Sunday, but good size, 100K to first. So excited for that one. Um, if you guys are new, again, my name is DK. We'll be talking about the four game NBA DFS slate to also make content for prize picks. Uh, prize picks, they are the sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. It is a player prop site we rebuild two, three, four, five, up to six player props. Had a great day over there. Full swept the board. Hero was the only push, but um, hit Bam over rebounds, hit Jeremy Grant under rebounds, hit Shingoon under assist. And what was the last one? I forget what the last one was, but um, four hits and one push. Great day over there. And then overall on DraftKings, it was a really good day for me as well. Uh, I mentioned it yesterday, but Call of Duty. Don't have to deal with ejections in Call of Duty, right? There's $750. Yeah, because I don't have to deal with an ejection. Uh, so that was today. This was yesterday. So great day over there for Call of Duty. I wish they had bigger contests. I max everything. Like I literally, every single contest they, they have, I enter. Um, so I wish they had bigger contests like they did right when COVID started. And people ask me about like making COD content. I used to. Uh, I did. I, I made content for on YouTube for a while um, during, you know, when COVID just started. And then I did cover esports and Patreon, but just like not enough demand for it, right? There, there isn't enough demand. So that's the reason why I don't currently cover it. But um, yeah, I had a great day over there on, um, on Call of Duty. And then for where are we at? Oh, this was here. We'll go over. Well, let's go over my early slate. So the early slate was good too. Um, Won about two hundred dollars there. It didn't go crazy, but um, did come close to uh, take down in small field. Again, I didn't enter a ton in, on this uh, slate. It was a wild slate. So many injuries. I had Trey Murphy and Ingram getting massive foul trouble. Still got there though. Um, but yeah, just a wild slate. Like if you avoided all those injuries, you basically cashed, which I luckily did. Um, but yeah, so that was my early slate lineup. Kind of stacked the Pelicans, CJ Ingram, Murphy. Ran it back with AD and Larry Nance. Um, and then had KP, Royce, and Cam Thomas went absolutely insane off the bench. So that was early slate. Uh, again, um, Call of Duty and Price. So really good day overall, except for the main slate for me. I didn't end up cashing. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of just is what it is. The the Watford people. So okay. this, is, this is a concept that I was talking about in the Discord a bit earlier. And it, it's a concept that takes you a while to understand. So like, I'm not trying to sound like a know-it-all when I say this, but like whether or not a play is good or not is determined at lock when you see ownership, if that makes sense. So like Trenton Watford, for example, tonight was was really not a good play. And if you played him, like, okay. But he but but listen to why, right? He was unowned last night. Last night was when he was a good play, right? He was unowned. No one played him, and he smashed. The reason it was a great play last night is because everyone played Drew Eubanks last night, and no one played Watford. And Eubanks got in foul trouble, Watford smashed. But today, everyone just assumed that, I don't know, Eubanks was going to get in foul trouble or get injured, which he did. Drew Eubanks got injured, went to the locker room, so Watford played extended minutes and ended up getting there. It didn't look like he was going to. He had like 10 fancy points and then I guess I hit like two or straight two or three threes to end the game. So that was one example of a bad play factoring in ownership that got there, right? So 
Like another one was Josh Christopher. Jesse tweeted about this. Josh Christopher was almost 10% owned. That was people that fell asleep at the wheel because Christopher was projected relatively high today because people weren't didn't think Jalen Green was going to play. Well, Jalen Green played. Christopher was only going to play like 15 to 20 minutes off the bench, but the game turned into a random massive blowout and he played super extended minutes and got there. So that was another example of kind of a bad play that got there. So again, whether or not a good player or not, you can't like look into results, right? People go, well, this guy got 30 fantasy points. He must have been a good play. No, like in GPPs, good and bad plays are determined when you see ownership. So, and, and that, that concept does take a while to understand. Um, so hopefully kind of try to do a good job explaining that. But um, yeah, I was talking about that for a bit in the Discord. But yeah, so my lineup, I mean, Gabe Vincent shot one of 10. Jimmy smashed. I wanted Josh Green, but I had to move some stuff around. So basically, once we got the news that Trey Young was out, I was prioritizing DeJounte and Bogdanovich. And then I wanted to get to Jokic. I didn't think he'd be this high owned, though. I thought, you know, Jokic, questionable. Maybe he's not going to be that high owned. But he was still still relatively high on. So I kind of misread that one. I thought, you know, I wanted to prioritize these three because I didn't think Madonovich would be popular. And I didn't think Jokic would be that popular. Um, I was hoping that Trey Young news wouldn't come out until way later because then we would have got Madonovich at much lower ownership. But so here's one, like I played Andre Drummond over Watford. And I was looking like it was going to work out until the very end of the game when I guess Watford hit like three threes or something. Uh, but I rolled the dice in Watford, right? What Like Watford was like 35% owned and Drummond was unowned. So... I thought they were very similar plays. And uh, yeah, so that was my reasoning for playing Drummond there. But um, overall, that was the only uh, only slate that I missed the cash in. Again, great day on prize picks. Great day on the early slate. Phenomenal but day for Call of Duty once again. And uh, yeah, so profited about $1,000 overall. Uh, so no complaints from me. But yeah, the, uh, the Watford people getting there, that was very, very tilting. How did they know? How did they know Drew Banks would get injured and go to the locker room? Oh, um, and then Josh Christopher. What else was there that I wanted to tilt about? Oh, a couple other things. Giannis. So I took his over assist the other day. He went for like 54 points, 20 rebounds, only two assists. And then today it goes for triple-double. It has like 12 assists. I finally, finally don't take Paul George over PRA. Absolutely smashes. Like, come on. You can't do that to me. can't do that to me, Paul George. can't. Um, I'm trying to think, was there anything else I wanted to tilt about? I feel like there was, but I'm not remembering it. I mean, obviously, I was, I was about tilted. The Hawks blow out. Um, faders, how did they know that, that the game would randomly blow out? I think, I think that was it. If there's anything else, I'll let you guys know in the comment section. But I think that was it for, uh, for today. So let's talk about this four-game slate. We'll start off on the Philadelphia side. Joel Embiid is questionable for like that 20th straight game. I'm assuming he's going to play unless we hear otherwise. So with that being said, Embiid and Harden, I think are both solid spend-ups at the top. I um, think I slightly prefer Embiid to Harden, but Harden's still in play. Um, Maxi Harris would be more secondary options. You're going to get DeAnthony Melton starting and probably playing low 20s minutes. Harrell will play the backup five. Niang should see, I don't know. 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. He's playable at 3-4. You'll see some run for Shake Milton as well, 3-2. Most likely like mid-teens. So if you wanted to punt with like Niang or Milton, I guess that's fine. But um, yeah, if Embiid's in, not a ton that stands out. Now, if Embiid's out, it's the same thing, right? I'm just going to repeat myself. Harden looks amazing. Harris, 
Backfield look way better. If Harrell starts, then him and Paul Reed would split the center position. They would both look really good. Just like everyone would look way better if Embiid sits. On the New York side, so um, Randall, Brunson, Barrett, they're all solid options. I wouldn't call any of these guys priorities, um, but they're going to play a ton of minutes. Like tonight went to overtime. You saw the big Brunson game. They're all playable. They're all playable. I don't think any of them are like smash plays, though, for me. Quickly, we'll play like mid-20s minutes on the bench. Just kind of fine with him. Sims and Hartenstein are splitting the center position. And of late, they've been going more to Hartenstein. You've been seeing like 15-ish minutes for Sims over the last three games where Hartenstein's been playing like close to that 30-minute mark. And Hartenstein's the better point from a guy of the two. So um, he definitely intrigues me for value. But I just know if I play him, like I'm going to get burned. I played Hartenstein so many times earlier in the season when he was like low-owned. And like he would just like was awful. It was so incredibly tilting. But um, yeah, I do have some interest in Hartenstein. Obviously, there's some foul risk for like Jericho Sims. I mean, foul risk for Hartenstein too against Embiid. But um, yeah, I think Hartenstein would be the guy I'd rather take the shot on. But we'll see what ownership comes in on him. Toronto and Memphis. So pretty easy team to talk about. Toronto, no OG. OG, you're going to get pressures in the starting lineup. Van Fleet's going to be a pretty popular play, but I have no issue with that. He's been playing phenomenal basketball late. He's been their go-to guy. And, uh, yeah, I like Van Fleet. I think Siakam is your pivot. He's really struggled of late. But if if this was Siakam a month ago at $9,000, he'd be, like, 80% owned, right? Like, you don't want to go back too far to see Siakam just, like, smashing. So he's been quiet of late. He's been quiet. And he does have only center eligibility, which makes it tough. But I don't think it's the worst idea in the world if you wanted to play Siakam over Van Fleet for a leverage spot in tournaments. I think that's certainly on the table. And Scotty Barnes has been playing pretty well, too. Um, price point's not amazing, but he should play close to 40 minutes. Gary Trent Jr. should play a ton as well. Just comes down to whether or not he can make his shots. He can still hurt you at this price point. Like Gary Trent, if he really struggles with a shot, can, can definitely lay an egg for you. But reasonable price point. And then Achua... Feels priced about right. Minutes have ticked down a little bit on him. He did deal with a bit of foul trouble last game. I think on average, we're going to see about 30 minutes from Precious. And then my boy, Chris Boucher, I played him at 1% ownership lastly. It worked out in a big way, but just everything else didn't for me that night. Um, yeah, Boucher is always a good tournament play. You know, on average, I think we're going to get around 20 minutes for him. So like him for GPPs. Don't really know if I get to anyone else. You'll probably see some minutes for Thad Young. Um, you saw Coloco in the rotation last game, but eh. I just don't know if I trust going there. On the Memphis side, this one kind of comes down to injury. So we could have a lot of value here for Memphis. We got no Dylan Brooks. He's suspended for one game. I don't know if you guys saw. I think Mo Bamba got suspended for four games. That was unreal. Um, hey, we did avoid an ejection today, though. That we did. That we did. Um, John Morant and Triple J are both questionable. So we'll quickly talk about each of these scenarios. Let's, let's talk about if John and Triple J are out, then Desmond Bain becomes a phenomenal play. He'd be a clear go-to guy. Probably play mid-30s minutes. He would look amazing. Tyus Jones would be an absolute must for me at 4.2K. Don't care about the ownership. He would play 30-plus minutes. Good point for a guy. Would absolutely love him. Whoever starts the five would be a good play between Clark and Tillman. They've kind of been going back and forth, so we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup there. And then if Jaron Jackson Jr. misses, Santiago Damo becomes a phenomenal value. Played 34 minutes last game in the game the Triple J missed. So those guys would all look amazing. And then you most likely would get John Conchar in the starting lineup. Um, Conchar played uh, 28 minutes last game. I think he's ahead of Zaire Williams right now. So I think the starting lineup, if Triple J and Bain are out, would be Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, John Conchar, um, Santi Aldama, and one of Clark or Tillman. And then if that is the starting lineup, I don't really know if I get to anyone else. 
I mean, Zaire Williams probably sees some rotation minutes. He probably sees some rotation minutes for Danny Green, maybe some rotation minutes for David Roddy. But eh, I, I just don't know if I could get to any of those guys. Now, if John Triple J are in, then I like John tournaments. You know, this is just a guy that probably plays low to mid-30s minutes, their go-to guy. And then Triple J would also be viable in GPPs just because he's a guy that can go block five, six shots any single time he touches the court. But he does have that low floor because of his foul issues. Uh, still would like whoever starts at the five. And then the value obviously wouldn't look as good if Ja and Triple J are both in. All right, Sacramento and New Orleans. So Sabonis, no Fox. I still like him. I know he didn't have the best game last team, which did kind of tilt me, but he's going to play close to 40 minutes. He gets a bump without Fox. Uh, so I still like Sabonis. The wings all look just very similar to me with Barnes, Herter, and Murray. Um, on average, you're probably getting 30-plus minutes from all three. There's times where, like, one of these guys struggles and they kind of bench him. Like, two games ago, it was Kevin Herter, where he only played 19 minutes. He struggled with a shot. Last game, it was Keegan Murray. He only played 25 minutes. So, they all look relatively similar. Uh, I do have interest in Malik Monk off the bench. Played 28 minutes. There's still no guarantee that he plays more with De'Aaron Fox off the court. We have seen... Outside of that last game, previous to that, when, when De'Aaron Fox is out, you saw Monk like only play like 15 to 20 minutes. So there's never a guarantee, and the price points up a bit on him. But, and this team does need some offense with De'Aaron Fox off the court. He can provide that offense. So I like Monk, but I'm worried he might be a bit over-owned in tournaments. This one's also going to kind of come down to ownership for me and what I want to do with, uh, I just, I can't believe how, how, Five fantasy points in 22 minutes for Davion Mitchell. Five. Five fantasy points. But off the bench, 18 minutes, 17. Like, oh. So. Yeah, again, it's going to kind of come down to ownership. He's most likely going to start. And if he doesn't play awful like he did last game, he could close. He didn't close last game. But he can close and play like 30 minutes. So I don't know what I'm going to do with Davion yet. It's going to come down to ownership. If he's really popular again, then I I might be okay fading. But if everyone's just going to fade him, I might be willing to to go back to the well, even though it would be very, very painful most likely. So we'll see on Davion Mitchell what I want to do there. Then I mentioned last video how I thought that Terrence Davis would end in the rotation. He did. He only played 18 minutes, but he smashed in that time. So you want to take a shot on Davis in tournaments? Be my guest. I don't think it's the worst idea. Maybe if he plays really well, they could play him a little bit more than the, what, 18, 19 minutes he played last game. So that is Sacramento. Let's move on to New Orleans. New Orleans is a back-to-back, so I'm curious, does Ingram rest here? You know, he had been out for a long time. Uh, like two months, and then he hasn't played a back-to-back yet. So, and there's a chance you could see Ingram rest here. Also, Jonas Valanciunas injured. I don't think he's going to be available for this game. So, we're definitely going to have some value here for the Pelicans. We'll start with CJ. If Brandon Ingram is out, I think McCollum looks like the best play of the slate. Um, probably going to play close to 40 minutes, be their go-to guy. He would look really, really good. You most likely would get Najee Marshall in the starting lineup. So, you get a starting lineup of CJ... Trey Murphy, Najee, Herb Jones, and then one of the centers. I don't think they're going to start Nance if JV's out. I think they probably start Hernan Gomez. They could go to Jackson Hayes, though, too. So I don't think it's going to be Larry Nance. I think it's going to be one of Hernan Gomez or Jackson Hayes that starts. And if that's the case, you know, all these wings will look better. Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall would all look good if Ingram does rest. And then with the center position, again, I don't think they start Larry Nance. I think they like bringing him off the bench in that role and kind of closing games with him. 
So I think they go to either Hernan Gomez or Jackson Hayes. If, if it is one of those guys that starts, I like him. Now, Hernan Gomez is the better point permanent guy of the two. So I would like prefer it be Hernan Gomez. But um, yeah, if, if one of those guys starts, I definitely like him at the flat min price. Nance might see a slight minutes bump if JV doesn't play. Maybe you see like high 20s minutes from him instead of like the low to mid 20s minutes he's been seeing. Alvarado, his minutes kind of up and down. He played 24 minutes last game. He's not a bad point per minute guy, so he's viable. Would feel a little bit better about his minutes if Ingram does sit. And if Ingram plays, I mean, I like CJ and I like Ingram, right? Ingram does feel too cheap. He got in massive foul trouble tonight. I picked up two quick ones to bail out the faders. But um, if he does play, I like that price point. So Ingram news is huge. I think he could rest here. I also think you might see some Denver guys rest, right? You saw Jokic questionable. You saw Aaron Gordon questionable. It's a back-to-back. They're playing on the road. You might get a situation where Denver rests their guys, too. We'll see. But if everyone plays, um, I like Jokic at the top. I like Jamal Murray. Those two would be really, really good options. Um, Gordon and MPJ would be more secondary plays. And then, assuming KCP can't go, I think they're going to start Christian uh, Brown. He started for him in the second half last game. Not the best point for a guy, but would be playable there at the flatman price. And you probably would get some more run for a guy like Bruce Brown in that scenario, just because Bruce Brown can play a lot of different positions. But don't really know if I get to anyone else. Now, if they sit like Jokic and they sit Aaron Gordon, maybe Mur- like if they sit some of these guys, like I'll just say Jokic and Gordon sit, then, then Murray looks phenomenal. MPJ would look really, really good. Whoever starts the five would look good. Vlatko would most likely start. He would look just like this team would look really, really good if they end up sitting some guys. And finally, Minnesota, so still no cat. Uh, Slow-mo and Gobert are both questionable. I think Gobert plays since he played last game, but I just don't know anymore. I just don't know. It, Minnesota just loves list, listing guys as questionable. As far as the top-end guys go, Anthony Edwards, 9-9, kind of had a quiet game last game, 5-15 shooting, but I think he's a nice bounce-back candidate here. I don't think he's going to be popular. D'Lo had a big game, kind of just a big fourth quarter for him. Um, he's been playing big minutes, so have Anderson D'Lo, have Anderson Anthony Edwards. They should play a ton. If Rudy Gobert plays... I think he's a decent play. I'll see what has to deal with possible foul trouble against Jokic, but he would be viable. If he's out, uh, we go right back to Nas Reed, who'd most likely start. Um, obviously, I'd be a bit worried about the foul concerns with him, but great point per minute guy. If he says he's out of foul trouble, he would smash. And then if slow-mo misses, I would think they start Torian Prince. I guess they could start Nas Reed at the four, go a bigger lineup, but I would think that Torian Prince moves in the starting lineup if slow-mo is out. If that's the case, I do like Torian Prince at 3.4K. So keep an eye on that one. McDaniels, kind of just fine with him. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he's not a bad play. Should play 30-plus minutes. And then, yeah, if slow-mo is out, you probably do get a little bit more run for a guy like Jalen Noel, who would be a viable dart throw there at 3.4. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. Uh, Again, if you haven't joined the DFS content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I will uh, be putting out a prize picks video up after this. So be on the lookout for that one. And, uh, yeah, good luck. We'll see you in the next video.